0: we're just gonna kinda like shoot the shit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean I think that's a that's a good way. I mean with Steph not being here. I think it's Yeah with Steph not being here. Uh I guess we could just start with that. Let's see welcome everyone to the Sports Bar podcast. I'm your host Andrew and I'm joined today by one of my favorite co-hosts one out of two my favorite (laughs) co-hosts all right all right uh Pocho Cueya Everybody, happy to be here. Yes, and so Steph, as maybe I don't know how we're going to edit this, but Steph is out this week. He'll probably be out for the next few weeks. Um, so, yeah, it's just going to be me and Pocho. We had something planned today, but that's not really going to happen. <laughs> Instead, so we're we gonna, are adapting. We're adapting. We're <laughs> improvising. Welcome to improv class. We're going to need a location from the audience. <laughs> <laughs> how about england um, england england okay let's talk england <laughs> premier league yeah, i know exactly I was scared what you're gonna you say, say something like
1: indonesia I then i have a little trouble talking about the indonesian league
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's true no so originally we were going to talk about the nba and and you were going to be the host this episode i was going to give you the wheel and you're gonna yeah. <laughs> just just let some us other time. ramble on, yeah. Some I'll other I'll take time. your job some other time, Andrew. <laughs> I'll, I'll take your job. Great, <laughs> right, great. Right. Um, but yeah, since that's not happening, I guess we're just gonna talk of what we know. And pretty much the only sport you and I like talk about on a daily basis is is really soccer. Yeah, um, and that's probably most on my side.
1: <laughs> soccer yeah. is
0: definitely my sport. Yeah. So so we can't really talk about other sports because we really wouldn't know what to say. Um, hey, tennis is pretty good right now. Tennis? But, but okay, well, well, I guess we could do a shout-out on tennis because Naomi, what's her name? Do you mean Naomi Osaka? Yeah, Naomi uh, Osaka won, won the Australian Open, which is impressive.
1: Yeah, and Djokovic also won again. And he is quite good, uh, the Djokovic guy who would
0: have known who would have known he would have won the australian open um but yeah and so i mean that's not really all i know about it i don't really know any anything else it's all right we can talk about
1: soccer for you not for For me for you
0: (laughs) (laughs) i know exactly what you want to talk about fulham's win over liverpool in anfield uh today actually
1: well, I mean, we are the greatest team in England, so it makes sense that we won. Yes, um, But I'm being honest. I mean, this is a game we had to win um, because playing at Anfield was not really easy, right? I mean, they've scored <laughs> one goal the past six games, and mm. that was a penalty. Um, <laughs> they haven't been the greatest team lately in Anfield. And to be honest, I mean, Burnley won in Anfield. Brighton mm. won in Anfield. Like, like, we had to win to keep up with the other relegation rivals so like if we didn't win, that was lost points. Um, so, so pretty happy with with the victory, with and we this, are now tied.
0: Yeah, with this with win, Brighton. you guys are now tied for for that third to last place on the regular relegation spot.
1: Yeah, we do have one more one game more, but I'm not scared because we're playing really well right now. Mm. We're defending well. We're actually getting some goals sometimes. Um, <laughs> right, I mean we lost against Spurs one zero, but we dominated them. Uh, had a wonderful goal ruled out by VAR in very unfair circumstances. They followed the rules, but it was kind of unfair that they followed the rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, no wrong. It's just it was a clearance by the Spurs defender for anyone who didn't see, and it bounced off a, one of our, a Fulham's midfielder, Mido Lemina's arm, mm-hmm. which was right next to his body, like not like next to it, like it was open up. No, it was straight down his like side, and it bounced off. And so officially by the rules of the game, by FIFA, if the, uh, the attacking team has touches the handball, you have to take away the ball no matter the reason. Like in, yeah. Whether you wanted to or not doesn't count. So, so VAR did the correct ruling in terms of the rules. It's just really unfair. And it's so unfair that FIFA actually changed the law the, the day law. after. So starting in July, plays like that would not be taken away. You have to, like, if your hand is accidentally touched by the ball... And you didn't gain an advantage um, from it, because as if like, oh well, we didn't touch my hand; it would have touched my chest or my leg. Then uh, you are the play is allowed to continue, and the goal would be counted.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, completely. But they're constantly kind of changing those rules of of what's considered a handball, what VAR can look, and sometimes it doesn't really get it right. You know, there's still a lot of uncertainty which var was supposed to come in and solve when it yeah. was first introduced.
1: Oh, var, var, var. See, var is a brilliant idea that is just really, really hard to execute. Yeah. Um, and, and, and the problem with var is that because it's such a great idea, right? You're thinking fairness. When it makes a mistake, when it does something that's unfair, it's even worse because mm-hmm. this is the thing that's meant to stop because, you know, when a ref makes a mistake, you get angry. But you're thinking, well, the ref didn't have, you know,
0: yeah, to make yeah, a decision the, in the moment. the right view. He, he didn't have the right view. He couldn't re- really see properly. Uh, but VAR, VAR gets all of that, right? And they yeah. even get a little bit of time to think about it.
1: Um, yeah. So when they make a mistake, and even more than mistakes, it's when they make different calls in similar situations,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Like,
1: why does VAR in one game say, oh, that's a penalty. Then the same thing happens in a different game. They say, actually, no, that's not a penalty, right? So kind of... That's the biggest issue. Of
0: like, is yeah. VAR being unfair? Is it helping Chelsea, one team or not? Chelsea has been saved, I want to say, the last two games because <laughs> we've had handballs in the box. Oh my God. Hudson Odoi? Hudson O'Doys and Kante. Kante's one as well. Um, so, yeah, I we've been saved. I'm honestly not entirely mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> No, when it
1: benefits you, it's not a
0: problem. Yeah, when it benefits you, everyone's going to be, well, you're going to be happy, of course. But when it it goes against you, you're like, this VAR is the dumbest thing ever. What really annoys me about VAR, though, is the offside rule.
1: I mean, for me, the thing is, I think offside needs to have like a a bigger margin of error where, you know what, it's basically onside either way. Right? Like yeah. Whenever you have a goal that's ruled out with those tiny little lines where they kind of change direction as they go yeah, through it. You,
0: where you can't even tell the difference in the line whenever they show VAR. Yeah,
1: they just go, it's upside, it's onside. My opinion is you need to give a little bit like, I mean, it doesn't have to be a big margin of error, right? Because thankfully we have the accuracy of VAR
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, of the system to be able to tell us if it's onside or offside. But think about the, the fact that when I'm kicking a ball, I'm kicking it for a amount of time, and from the moment I start kicking to the moment I stopped kicking it, it's entirely possible someone went from marginally onside to marginally offside. So I'm thinking that you have a standard of five millimeters or something like that. Where if you're this much more offside, we're gonna count it as onside anyway. Like it won't be uh, like you won't be considered offside because we we can't really
0: measure that as offside. I see. Uh, with yeah, I, I see. I see what you're saying, but either way people are going to get angry either way you know oh for sure people <laughs> no are going to look at it, it and like see that's clearly side, and especially because of what you say the accuracy of var but let's not just <laughs> bash on var <laughs> <the entire laughs> it episode. does do a lot of, it does get most things right which it does get most things right yes yeah. but we're going to talk about the good, the right things <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but getting back into the actual games Fulham beat Liverpool today. You guys are almost out of relegation, which I'm excited for you. I, I shouldn't be because I'm a Chelsea fan and we're technically rivals. I know.
1: Me too. But I kind of like Chelsea. It's
0: all right. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like Fulham. So so it's. I hope they stay in the Premier League. But you do have a tough game coming up as well against Manchester Oof. City, <laughs> yeah. who lost today their 21-game unbeaten run. That sounded weird. Um, to a close, but, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, United just... Uh, I mean, yeah. for me, the big thing with it is that, not just that they beat them, because they did. They deserved it. But they didn't let them score. I mean, when they was the last time you, you, you saw City not score? I mean, they are a goal-scoring machine. Mm-hmm. and They're also a defending machine, right? I mean, I'd heard stats uh, this week before the game that John Stones and Bruno Diaz as, as a center-back pairing had only conceded three goals together. Yeah. And they had scored five. Yeah, like They had scored more than they had conceded. Um, but today, United were just the better team. I mean, the early goal always helps.
0: Yeah, um, no. Especially
1: from a penalty. But they were the better side. And they deserved that victory. I think there's no chance they'll catch up to City. I mean, they're 11 points away. Um, yeah, But it's good for United. Um, it gives them a chance to say, hey, we're the best side. Solskjaer actually is the first United coach ever to, to win them. three times away. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty impressive. So it's good for United. I'm, I'm happy for them. Yeah, I'm not. Do, do I don't do, like well. United. They've suffered long enough. They've been suffering they, they, for like 10 years.
0: <laughs> no, no way they've been suffering for like 10 years. Fine, Lented, maybe you, like probably, you probably eight. know more, more than me. But for me, they were suffering was with Mourinho. And that was only like two <sighs> years ago. No, oh, no, okay, okay.
1: But but you know why Mourinho showed up, right? It's because they had been suffering. They had David Moyes, who they suffered with that one season, right? They were the champions with Ferguson, he retired. Yeah. Moyes comes in, and then they finished sixth. And back then, finishing sixth as the champions was just so bad that they fired him, yeah. even though he had a six-year contract, right? Like <laughs>
0: it
1: was insane. Um, and I do want to come back to Moyes later, so do of that. Uh, then they had, I think it was Van Gaal for a few years. He did okay. He won the Europa League, I think, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, maybe the FA Cup. Then they had Mourinho. And Mourinho actually did, I mean,
0: he Mourinho t- has
1: been the years. most successful coach. Anyway, Mourinho, yeah, Mourinho is a two-year coach, right? The yeah. third year isn't messing it up. Chelsea did that twice, right? Two times, <laughs> third year, did not work out. Um, and then Mourinho, and then now Solskjaer, and I like that they've kept confidence in him. I mean, though, is not a big name coach Mm-mm. he doesn't have a lot of experience coaching but they've just said hey let's give him a chance let's just see what happens and they've been rewarded like the team is playing well they have a good squad now getting Bruno Fernandes was the key kind of component but the rest of the players are playing really well the youth are being developed very effectively so I think that they've managed it well and I mean don't forget United were the team in England up until uh, up until like 2012 when Ferguson retired since then, yeah. they haven't been they haven't competed for a single title in the Premier League. Also, not this one. I mean, they're really far away. Yeah, but they're looking like a team that could compete, um, which is nice to see.
0: Okay, now you know I don't know I don't know what to say. You definitely know more than I do in in that. Area. But <laughs> just trying to write some history. <laughs> yeah, just uh, some history. Who knew this was a history podcast? <laughs> but. <laughs> I still like. I mean, Manchester United. I guess this is just me, honestly, not liking. It me. probably
1: isn't just you. I, I promise you, it probably isn't. Just you. There's a lot of people who don't like United. <laughs> no, I I, I'm know, not I the know. biggest fan of them either. Um, but you just nice don't like Pep. you just
0: don't like Pep more. Oh, but, I hate Pep. Yeah, he's you hate an Pep.
1: incredible coach. His team plays really good. <laughs> I hate him.
0: <laughs> oh no, but yeah. So I mean, in this league, we know who. Who pretty much has it in the bag? Manchester City are up by eleven points.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Well, yeah. I mean, they are gonna lose against Fulham next week, so
0: there's uh, a chance. Uh for United. You know I mean? Out of a I sudden it becomes eight points, they're not out of it. That is wishful <laughs> th- wishful, wishful thinking, Pocho. I don't know if they're gonna be able to to do that. We beat Everton away. We
1: beat Liverpool away. I'm sure we can take City at home. I'm sure we can. we got it. We got it.
0: You know uh, what? No, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm not going to say it. No, I'm not going to go. <laughs> <wrong>. <laughs> Listen, I hope you guys do well, but I really don't think it, you guys are going to beat Man City. Man City, uh, me neither. Is another, uh, Man City has been another team this year, 2021.
1: They've been insane. Yes. like Definitely top two, maybe three teams in Europe.
0: Mm-hmm. or I guess
1: the world, really. Yes. Um, they've, they've been very good.
0: And so I, I mean I think it's gonna be a really tough run for you guys. Liverpool have just been I don't know what's been happening. Oh my Liverpool god. Liverpool just can't score goals anymore. And I mean, yeah, injuries are a factor, but the top your your forwards are pretty healthy. I mean, right? Firmino, Sala and, and Mane. Mane,
1: right.
0: right. I mean they're, they're all healthy, be- but they're not scoring. They don't have the confidence. They they seem to be like lacking that that um I guess energy that they used to have.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's entirely psychological. Mm-hmm. And it's like, think about it. Before, I mean, they weren't having the best of seasons as far as how they were playing all season. Like, I think that's part of it. Their yeah. playing styles and struggling this year. And I think a big part of that is is their defense, right? When your defense is made up of young kids or you know people without the experience or without the stature of Van Dyke and things like that, it has an effect on how the opponent treats you and how. You play the game on, okay, if I'm the defensive midfielder, I have to stay back a little bit more because I know I don't have Van Dijk behind me. I have Rice-Williams, right? So th- that all comes into play psychologically. But then they lost the f- first home game in, like, years against Burnley. And I think they just destroyed their confidence because they're thinking, man, our good thing all along was that we could not be beat at home. And then they play again. Uh, I think they played Brighton after that, lost again. They played City after that, lost again. They played Chelsea after that, lost again. Played Fulham now, right? So it, it kind of just is continuing. Mm-hmm. And so when you're not playing well and you lose your confidence to just win games with some ability or just some kind of desire, it's a big struggle. And I honestly think Liverpool might not, and I always say will not make the top four this year. Mm-hmm. They're playing too badly for it. And a lot of the teams we're competing against are doing really well. What out do you of a think
0: seven. Liverpool has to do in, in in regards to to maybe fix that, do you have not not saying like go to a psychologist or anything like that? But like, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what can um. Klopp what can Klopp kind of like implement uh, to to maybe change that? Is it maybe change the formation a little bit or or play a little bit more of a safety uh, a, a safer defense, more conservative, you know? Uh.
1: I don't know if that's the case because I mean, if, if you think about most games, Liverpool loss, not like they're being just dominated and their defense is really struggling as much as it is that their attack is struggling to create and make chances happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the bad defense has an effect on that, but I don't think adding more defenders will necessarily help with the offense. Um, mm-hmm. I think maybe a change of affirmation could be good in the sense that mm-hmm. they've been playing the same way they've always done, right? It's kind of like a 4-3-3, very similar if you out of a sudden change to something like a 4-4-2, you add two people up front, and then the wingers are, can still be Salah, can still be Mane, or you can put Mane up front. Like You can think of different ways to organize your players, and out of a sudden, the team you're facing doesn't have, like they're probably prepared to, to play the four-three-three. Three. They don't know where Salah is going to be. They don't know where uh, Mane is going to be. They don't know where Keita is going to be. Right? So if you can change where your players are stationed, I think mean, mm-hmm. that's a big thing. But, and the other thing for me is key is, you need to give your center-backs confidence. Like We all know Klopp does not want to play any other center-backs he has. He, like, if he could, he would play anyone else. But he yeah. can't because everyone else is injured. So he has to give them the confidence of saying, I trust you. You are a great player. You are a Liverpool-level you, you Liverpool player and actually do it.
0: Yeah, I, I can kind of see that happening. Well, I can't really let this league go without speaking. <laughs> <laughs> about Chelsea um, oh it's good, it's not, good only, it's yeah, not, only not only not only because they're my team but this last month pretty much since what January 25th or something like that they've gone in an unbeaten run in all competitions that's 10 games under Thomas Tuchel that they've played and I believe it's um, seven wins and three draws three ties uh and so I mean pretty good. It's really interesting how he, he was able to kind of just like flip a switch as soon as he came in and, and start winning games as excited as the football world is that, that of what he's doing. It it is a little worrisome though that we still haven't been able to convert that into goals.
1: Yeah. Um, which I think might be that he plays a very different style to what Lampard did. Right.
0: Completely different. So, style.
1: So for the team, to, so right now the, the team is basically running on quality motivation to impress the new head coach. Um, and, you know, in just some understanding that Chelsea is very good at changing coaches. They do it a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so The players yeah. are, the, are at Chelsea for a while. They know what to do about the new coach. They know how to, how to react to it. Um, I don't know if Lampard staying would have had the same result. I mean, don't forget, Chelsea was this good at the beginning of the year too, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe it was just a matter of time. Maybe if Lampard had stayed, then you would have also been still been winning the same amount of games. Uh, you know,
0: um, I don't know I read I read some article out there that that was kind of comparing Frank Lampard and and Tuchel. And one one thing, well, not from the article, but one thing we did argue in this podcast before was how Lampard didn't know how to use his players you know each Mm -hmm. each game he had a different a different starting lineup and he didn't know who to put where and what to use Tuchel came in and he kind of well of course he came in he doesn't really know the players that well and so he played the the most experienced first then as games kind of started coming in you could see his starting lineup you know who he wants to play you know what formation he wants he does manage the team and uh, giving them different break times, I guess, like taking Marco mm-hmm. Saloto out and putting Ben Chilwell in, um, right?
1: Rotating around.
0: Rotating, yes, but but you know who he prefers, you know what formation he wants you to use, and you know who his starting lineup is. That that is, I think is the biggest difference that has been between Frank Lampard and Tuchel. You can see you can see that. Yeah, I think that that
1: probably comes most of all with experience, right? Mm-hmm. Tuchel has had a lot of experience, right? He coached Storm and he coached PSG. <laughs>
0: yeah, pretty <laughs> like, big teams.
1: Yeah. I mean, he may not have coached the biggest teams of all, like he hasn't coached Maria, Barcelona, Bayern, but he's coached the next level down a lot. Um, so he has experience. He knows how to handle big egos. think thinks also a big part of it, right? He, he was a PSG. <laughs> doesn't get bigger egos than that.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> literally.
1: So knowing how to handle that all. And he also about anything, like I say, from the post-New Coach Bounds what players are trying to impress you. I mean, mm-hmm. Marcos Alonso wasn't playing for Lampard, gets chosen by Tuchel, and out of a sudden, he's a goal scorer when he wasn't a goal scorer beforehand. Yeah. And so it's kind of this uh, kind of ad- adaptation. Uh, I think Chelsea are doing really well. I think they have they are I'm thinking, the favorites for that fourth Champions League spot. Um, I think Everton and Spurs have a good chance of catching up. And West Ham, like I said, I want to talk about Moyes doing really well, and they have no chance. And as soon well as they've been, I think they're going to fall away. You know, I think
0: West Ham is going gonna, is
1: gonna to get close because they've been playing really good. I mean, no, are wrong. They're, they are two points away from Chelsea with a game in hand. They could be fourth when all the yeah. games are played, right? Like, they could be. Mm-hmm. It's not impossible. Um, I just think they're going to, like, right now, because right now they're, they're running on just Jesse Lingard just showed up and he's very good.
0: And yeah, they, that's he is not... very good. Jesse but Lingard, I, pretty
1: much. I think this past, this last 10 games, especially when, when it matters a lot teams that are not used to being in the hunt for top four are going to struggle, right? Like, I mean, kind of how Leicester did last year. Leicester were really good all season, started to drop away. And, and they then dropped. in the fight, they lost, 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 and ended up finishing fifth. Yeah. This year, I think Leicester are going to have enough points that when it happens, and it will happen again,
0: they'll still finish top four. Um, but we'll have to see. We'll have okay, to see. So, so so, kind of continuing, we know who, who the first spot is going to be taken by. Oh, Who's
1: no going to be in that second, third, fourth, and fifth spot? Okay. Um, so I, if United had lost today, I would have said United is going to finish sixth. Um, <laughs> but they won. So <laughs> I think I think they'll finish top four. Maybe not second, maybe third, maybe fourth. But they'll finish top four. Okay.
0: Yeah, um, no, no order. No order.
1: Yeah. Leicester as well. Um, Part because I really want them to. Because it's incredible how, obviously, they won the title by surprise. But they've been able to turn that into continued success, which is something that nobody expected, especially because I think they finished 12th that you have to win the title. So the fact that they've been able to climb back up, be in contention again, it's very nice. I hope they make the Champions League. And then the hard part, of course, is that fourth spot, uh, that last spot, because Liverpool could still come back and get it. Everton can get it. Spurs can get it. Chelsea, obviously, couldn't get it. West Ham could get it. And even Aston Villa, you would say, has a chance of getting it. Yeah. Uh, but they have a very good run of games. Uh, but if I think, who do I think will do it? I think it's going to be Tottenham. I think Mourinho has the team starting to play well. Has Bale finally playing well? I think they're going to get it. Um, Chelsea, I think, might struggle there. just um, Especially once the new coach bounce fades away. And I don't know if they're going to be able to keep pace with Tottenham if Tottenham are playing well. That being said, Mourinho could still do a Mourinho and just get all his players angry and out of a sudden the calculus changes but I'm very it's excited so losing, to see the top four yeah. race because for the first time in a long time the top four race is actually completely open right I mm-hmm. mean there's six teams probably fighting for that one spot um, and that's always very cool to see what about yeah. you who do you think is going to get that oh, to, those top four spots
0: I, I think Leicester this year they're going to look back at last year and they're going to they're gonna correct that mistake they did I think they're mm-hmm. definitely going to be in, in that. Um, Man United, I feel like they, they've gotten they, – they know how to how to run the ball now, you know? They, they know mm-hmm. where their problem was. They know what they needed to do to fix it. And they've been doing good so far. And it's hard to imagine them missing out on that spot. This fourth spot, we all know who I want to say. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I know you like West Ham. I get yeah, it. Yeah, West, <laughs> uh, West Ham just can really take it. But I actually think it might be Everton. Really? Yeah. I mean, they are one point away. They are one point away. <laughs> they, are one point game in hand. they are one point <laughs> away. They have one game in hand. But for some reason, I just feel like the, their style of play has been very good and very consistent. I mean, mm-hmm. at the beginning they did start what, uh, four and O, five and O, something like five that. They were, yeah. yeah, they were top of the league, but and then they dropped all the way to like ninth or eighth. But they've been slowly kind of catching up and, and building that those blocks again, you know. Uh, yeah. And they've been consistent on their games. I feel like. And one thing that that has changed that beforehand when
1: their stars were injured, even if just one star was injured, they would lose the game. Yeah. And now they're at a point where they're winning games where their stars are injured. Hamas might not play or calvert might not play or the Chelsea might not play, but they're still winning those games.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, Which is quite impressive. Um, I definitely think, I mean, in a way, they should be the favorites because they have the game in hand. And if they win, it could be ahead of Chelsea. Um, But with Everton, but
0: Chelsea has the experience of doing it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I can see that. Well, um, they play. They play tomorrow, actually, Chelsea and Everton. So that'll be a that'll be an interesting game. See who goes. We on will top. know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So moving on, I guess.
1: On, people will know who who uh, who really is the better team. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You guys, people hearing this on Tuesday will will know who the better team is. Um, <laughs> but, All right. So La Liga going going kind of transferring to La Liga now
1: mm-hmm.
0: has been gotten a lot more interesting now.
1: Yeah. Atletico just decided to stop getting points.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, Atletico um... decided to start start losing. And Barcelona and Real Madrid are, are slowly catching up. Um, I don't really pay much attention to Real Madrid, but they're third. And yeah ha- it's a uh, title race now. It's a
1: title race and it wasn't a couple of weeks ago, but I mean, if you think about, let you just look at the form, right? So the last five games so Barcelona have won four and drawn one.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: that's pretty good. And I have won three drawn two. It's okay. But Atletico have only won two. They've drawn two. They lost another game. So the Ramadi made up three points on Atletico in those last five games. Barcelona made up five points on Atletico in those mm-hmm. last five games. Right? So out of a sudden that distance is shrinking, and you're thinking can Atletico recover the form of before because Ramadi and Barcelona are, not, are now getting the points that you would expect them to all season, which they weren't, right? I mean, Barcelona only three points behind at Atletico. Yeah. I'm sure Atletico has a game in hand, but like at the beginning of the season, you're not sure they're going to win that game in hand. So you're thinking maybe it's only one more point. Maybe Barcelona is going to be four points behind at Atletico. Maybe they're going to be five, right? Like it's not that drastic of a change. Um, so the, the cool thing is that we, there's still two key games to be played. Mm-hmm. Barcelona, Real Madrid, Clásico. Yeah. And then Atletico versus Barcelona also has to be played. Um, so it will be exciting to see what happens in those games because certain scorelines, like, especially like draws, would help the team
0: that's not playing. That's not them, right? playing. Like like it happened with Barcelona this past weekend that Atletico Madrid yeah. and Real Madrid tied. Exactly, yeah. Like it
1: benefits the team that's not playing. Well, the win obviously helps reverse winning yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the game. So I'm very excited to see how it, how it goes. I have a feeling it's going to be close, kind of like the, the same thing as it was when Lelico last won the title, where it went to the last day and e- and any of the three teams could have won it.
0: Yeah, I, I can see that happening, honestly. Not necessarily because either team is playing really well. It's just because they're all playing <laughs> <No>. really bad. <laughs> like, yeah, and Lelico um, is
1: not that good. <laughs> uh-huh. La Liga is just, like, the teams in La Liga their are not le- that hard to face.
0: Yeah, their quality, their their level of play has dropped drastically in the past few years. Like, they're still good teams, you know, and they, they have monster players like Dembele, uh, Benzema, Baran, you know, Casemiro. Hey, Messi. <laughs> Messi, of course, but I wasn't counting him because he's going to leave either way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, But, yeah, you know, and so it's, it's impressive how Spain went from being the dominant country in the world from 2008 to 2012 to just not having that good of, good of a team anymore. You know, they, right. they compete, sure, but they, they don't really hang on.
1: No, I mean, because think about how good they were in 2010, 2010, 2012. Oh, and then so- even after that, from that success, and you know, the fact that all these Spanish players used to play in Spain, right? All the best players used to play in Spain. Yeah. Now you look at the Spanish team, and the starting eleven has like three players playing in Spain, and that's because the Spanish league has lowered its quality a little bit. Right? The quality of players who come to the Spanish league is lower than the Premier League,
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: even compared to like Serie A. Or like, like you're not to see like a lot of players who are going to Serie A instead of going to Spain, and so that affects the quality of the league. And you see that in how they're performing in Europe. There's a reality that the Spanish teams are not doing well and have not done well other than Sevilla and the Europa League. They're incredible every time, uh, but every other team they've been struggling to actually succeed in Europe. But I mean, I think last year, no Spanish team made the quarterfinals. Oh, yeah, sorry, none, the none. semifinals. None. Yeah, Barcelona did make the quarterfinals. It was, it was a rough day for them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I believe, uh, I think it was 2018, I think, where both uh, fine, maybe 2017, 2017, 2018, both the Europa League final and the uh, Champions League final were all Premier League teams. We're all La
1: Liga teams, you I mean?
0: No, 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 Premier League. Oh, yeah. And then I think a year, a year
1: before that, it was all La Liga. Yeah, might have been. So, yeah, yes. Because it was uh, Gran Maria Atletico and Sevilla versus Athletic Club in the mm-hmm. Europa League. And the but,
0: League I, mean, I is, guess it, it's I a cycle. Know. It is a cycle. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I really don't know how to, how to, like, Portray this really? Um, yeah. Well, for me, it's a case of. I mean, it's a case of who will make
1: the least mistakes. Who will drop the least points?
0: Okay. And Atletico
1: do have an advantage. Right? I mean, they are three points out of Barcelona already.
0: Yeah. And Way they have the game, game in hand. hand.
1: So they are they are allowed like Atletico Madrid could lose to Barcelona and still win the title, right? Like they they have the game in hand. They can manage it. Um, it's just a matter of will they keep dropping points they don't need to. Because if they play like they play today in San Marí where they were at the better side, they'll probably be fine they'll win the title.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: they haven't been playing like that for the past couple of weeks. Yeah. So you're thinking, can they? Can they recover? Can they get the points and go from there? And you okay. know, not play with seven at the back how they did against Chelsea.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh. I hated it so much. Um, which is ridiculous it's just too much anyway but yeah so i mean i agree with you yeah whoever makes the least mistakes is obviously going to win the league whether that's atletico barcelona real madrid sevilla i believe i don't know i mean they lost their last two games they might be out of it but they're still a good team you know and
1: i I think i think they're out of it as far as the title raises i mean the title, yeah, because they kind of got themselves into it. They were in really
0: good form. And then they really just good lost
1: form. twice. I mean, once against Barcelona. To be fair,
0: no, they, they lost just... twice against Barcelona. Well, yeah, one was also... the Copa Ray.
1: <laughs> I mean, this has been a bad time for Sevilla. Lately. Yeah, it's been a um, bad
0: time.
1: <laughs> but losing the last game was rough. I mean, against Elche, about people, right? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, relegation for Elche. Key game for Elche. They're out of the relegation zone now. Oh, my um, God. But I think Sevilla, they, they could have been in it. They lost the last two games. They're not in it. Um, I think they'll have to fight for their Champions League spot with Garcia, Albetis, maybe even Villarreal,
0: mm. um,
1: which is kind of sad because it, it would have been very cool to have a four-way title race in Spain
0: because yeah. we have
1: not had that, I think, in...
0: It's been a while. Three. Been a been a long, long time, for sure. And so... I guess focusing on on the key teams here uh, for that title race. Um, I'm trying to think. What are Barcelona doing like correctly at the moment? You know, uh, it seems like they've kind of hit that to to like, you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, they they've hit their stride. Yeah, they've hit their stride. They they are pushing really hard to to get to the finish line, but. You know, this is the first season that their like cup run, like winning any cup, whether it's Copa del Rey, Champions League, or La Liga, is in is in danger pretty much. This could be the first season in I don't know how long that they've uh, not won a, a cup, and so well, I mean, it hasn't been that
1: long. I mean, they didn't win anything last year.
0: Well, um, they, no, but I'm saying like no silverware at all.
1: Yeah, no, last year Barcelona had no silverware at all. Yeah, um, first time. No, the last sure year was the first did. time it happened. You no, know? look it up. Uh, they lost the Supercopa to the Real They lost Copa del Rey, I think, in the final to uh, Athletic Club. No, no, Copa del Rey, they, they, they lost at earlier in the earlier rounds. I think in the semifinals to Athletic Club, and then Champions League, we all know what happened against Bayern. Yeah. Um, and La Liga, Real beat them to it. So, last year was the year when it happened for the first time. But what's surprising is that this could continue, right? That they mm. could once again finish empty list. And for Barcelona to finish two seasons without a trophy, same thing for Ramadi. Like when that happens, it's it's not right, right? The clubs have so much money, so many resources, so many fans around the world. They need to be bringing in the trophies. Um, there really is no reason for them not to. Um, so it's definitely a shocking season there. For me, Barcelona, what I think they need to do, you know, what I think they've been doing well and continue to do is that they've been. Able to find a way to play that's different from what they used to do beforehand, where they're using them more effectively by using his speed, right? Um, where you're letting him take a little bit more, more charge of things. Um, We're using Brath White, a useful second option, as a plan B for when you can't just break through defenses with passes. Brath White's a very good number nine, just put him in mm-hmm. there and throw the ball at him. And yeah. So, all these different things that they do, they're doing better, and also the little bit of luck that you need, right? I mean, the Copa del Rey. They would have been eliminated if they didn't get a 94th minute equalizer to Piquet. That's a bit lucky. Could have been the ref could have given three minutes of a time.
0: Right. Uh, I was I, watching so, that game and I was like, "Yeah, this game's over."
1: <laughs> and <laughs> honestly, Barcelona were the better side all game. The penalty, right, great save by Ter Stegen, but not yeah. the greatest penalty kick. Um, no, yeah. Of so, course, it's so all these little things that that matter. And they build momentum. They build confidence. And the more confident the team is, normally the better they play. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why you see Barcelona playing better now, is because they have this confidence of "Hey, we can win. Things are going right for us." So I think if they just continue with that, they will probably win La Liga. Okay. I just don't know if they can. Yeah. Um, I think when they face off against a hard team, like happened with PSG, or happened <laughs> with Atletico Madrid, or Real Madrid later in the season, can well, they actually keep the level up?
0: Yeah, we we won't have to wait too long for that because I mean. They're playing Real Madrid here pretty soon in April,
1: right? Yeah, I mean, and and I think the game against PSG and the Champions League will be also a good test of. Even though yeah. I don't think they're able to come back, if they can win two one, they can win three one. Like if they can win, it brings back that confidence of sure we didn't make, come back from four one down, yeah. But we have proven that we're a good team that we can compete against good teams.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And so how do you see I guess the other side Real Madrid? Oh man, Real Madrid's a mess. Are they um, are they I mean they're technically in the title race, but are they oh, in the they, title race? They definitely
1: are cuz Zidane can get wins from nothing. The problem is that Real Madrid play for nothing. They they, they 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 don't have a play style for the most part. Most of the players you sense are just not good enough for Real Madrid, but they've been getting wins, they've been getting points for the most part. Um they, they came back today to Tigers. I think Comitee could have won the game too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the kind of thing where you, for me, it's a case of there's not many win. It's not because they had the best tactics. It's not because they had the best players. It's because they just got the most points somehow, um, which they can. I mean, last year they were equally bad, in my opinion. And they won their last 11 games of the season, and mm-hmm. or t- 10 of the last 11. They didn't need to win the last one. Um, can. Uh, that might repeat that and they play that well can they get the results
0: yeah well it'll be interesting to see how it unfolds because like we said it was just what two weeks ago or three weeks ago that uh, atlético Madrid was 10 points ahead 11 points ahead and now that's been cut short to three points ahead so yeah it's going to be interesting to see how that's going to work out for them uh, they do play their game in hand on Wednesday against Athletic Club, and Athletic Club. It, I mean, they're sixth, seventh, they're eighth, but they're still a good, good team. And oh, so definitely. I mean, it's, it's not an easy game. It's not Athletic Club. Some for some reason, I. I mean, I know for at least for Barcelona, Barcelona always struggles against Athletic Club.
1: Oh, and Athletic Club have been very, very good. Um, since the new coach came in in January, right? I mean, they won the Spanish Super Cup, uh, yeah. beating both Madrid and Barcelona on the way to the title.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, then they, they made it to the Copa del Rey final where they'll play Barcelona. Uh, so they've been doing very well since the new coach came in. Um, so they're definitely not an easy game for Atlético Madrid. And that's the, but that's the thing, right? They lose that game out of a sudden when the title race is very much open, very much real.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, all right. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's pretty much all we have kind of. In hand, I don't know, you If you want to make it like a so, who
1: who do you think's gonna win La Liga?
0: La Liga. Oh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> it's such a it's such a hard hard question to answer. Not just because you're know, like, I mean, there's three teams that are doing really bad. Who do you think is gonna do the best? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, um, I get it. I've been
1: mean, trying to to have you say something. Um, so that I know that won't happen, and then I can just guess <laughs> and be correct with my guess.
0: You know, you know um, what I am very thankful for is, even though I do miss Steph being here, is his predictions are always wrong. So um, we'll see how our predictions go uh, in this one. You know, Let, let's make actually yeah. like some small predictions on the games coming up. Okay, so who do you That's think will win? Oh, oh think the cool classical. Is? Yeah,
1: uh, I'm gonna go with Amadine. I think just. Even though they're not that good, like I said, I think Zidane just has a way of playing against Barcelona. I mean, his record against Barcelona is incredible. So I think Bramari will win that game. They might still finish below Barcelona in the league, because then they'll play Elche or something and lose. <laughs> <Lewis>. um, but <laughs> but I think they'll win at the Clásico.
0: Mm. Um, who do you
1: think is going to win? Atleti- well, the Clásico first, actually.
0: Clásico, I'm the opposite. I think Barcelona kind of hitting their stride is going to uh, push them over yeah. the Clásico. And yeah, they've they've had a bad record these last few games against Real Madrid, but I uh, I don't see that happening this game. I think they've hit their stride, and I think they're gonna push against Real Madrid, kind of bullying them in the game this time.
1: Uh, it'll be a nice change from what happened uh, the <laughs> in last the first few game. games. Yeah, the last few. Yes. Yeah. Um,
0: anyway. Right. And
1: who do you think will win, Atlético Madrid Athletic Club? Because this game is Wednesday, so we'll know yes. by next time.
0: Yes. Yes. Um. You know, I'm going to say Athletic Club. Really? Yeah, I'm going to say Athletic Club. I don't I don't have trust in Atletico Madrid right now.
1: See, I'm going to go the other way. Atletico Madrid
0: are going to win it, they're going to regain their confidence, and
1: they're going to end up winning that. Um I think Suarez is going to start scoring it. Scored has got a very nice goal against somebody today. Marcos Llorent is playing quite well, and mm-hmm. that's all you
0: need. Yeah, I mean, Atletico Madrid are a really good team. Um I, but I don't know, and it's kind of hard seeing them, seeing them, kind of coming back after having such such a big league. It's kind of like Liverpool; they're kind of having that slump, <laughs> and they're trying to figure out how to get out of it. Definitely, they, were clo- but they were close. They're, they're not
1: Liverpool bad.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> they're not Liverpool bad. They were close today. They almost got the win today, but should have gotten the win today. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. Um. What other, well, Chelsea, 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 Everton, that's a, gonna be a good game, big game, to, yeah, to, tomorrow. I, I kind of feel like Everton are gonna win. Uh,
1: I kind of do, um, I think it's gonna be, um, probably some like random guy scoring, like Tom Davis or something. I kind of <laughs> feel like Everton are gonna beat Chelsea 1-0, though,
0: 1-0, exactly 1-0. Yeah, I, I'm, I think, I think it's gonna be 2-1. But Chelsea winning,
1: I think. I think, see I mean, I think Everton. Well. I
0: think Everton are going to open the scoring. But With then Tom Chelsea. Davis.
1: I think we agree on that part.
0: Yeah, but I think <laughs> Chelsea. But I think Chelsea are going to come back and, and get that that W.
1: Could happen. Could happen. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Okay, and then Fulham City. Who's who's going to win? <laughs> uh, and, uh, just a heads up, there is a wrong answer. Be-
0: uh. <laughs> Being as realistic as I can, Bocho. I have to go City.
1: <laughs> All right. I'm going to go for a draw. Uh, I believe in this.
0: Uh, I don't know if I believe this to draw. win,
1: but I think we can hold them to like a 1-1 or zero-zero. 0-0. If mm-hmm. they score twice, it's over. We can't score twice.
0: Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Two goals, that's too much. You're asking way too much of us. Okay, I'm sorry. Fulham, we have
1: one of the best defenses in the Premier League right now. Our offense. Uh, how, many,
0: how many goals have you
1: guys got against you?
0: Um, well,
1: a lot of them from the beginning. We, we've conceded Yeah, a lot, of them,
0: a lot of them. were from the beginning. I'm interested to see the statistic on the on like the last five or last six.
1: Well, I mean, what I would say is this: um, our first three games of the season, we conceded ten goals in the yeah. first three games, right? So if you remove those from the picture, I was saying we have 23 goals against in 25 games. You know, because yeah. not 28, and you know that's less than any team other than City has conceded this season. Right, like our defense is actually incredibly good um, our keeper now has I think he's tied third or tied fourth for the most clean sheets and in the past I think five games I think we've only conceded once so we're good <laughs> our defense is strong um, I just don't know if it's strong enough to stop City <laughs> uh, especially City being angry that they lost against United I guess Manchester
0: so. United yes And but I'm telling you one goal we can manage. Two, game over. <laughs> mm, we'll see how that goes, Pocho, We'll see how that goes. Um, I but I mean I do I really do hope you guys stay in the league. That way we can beat you guys again me next, too. next and year. And I'm
1: confident we will. I'm confident we will.
0: All right, we've got <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining on this kind of weird, weirdly improvised uh, episode. <laughs> um, oh, we hope to have Stefano back here, but thank you, Pocho for being here with me. Thank you guys for Happy to be here, man. Us.
1: Thanks for having me, Andrew.
0: Of course, Pocho. Anytime. Anytime. Bye.